listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I am Tiny. Sitting across from me is John Long. What's up? We are here to talk about odd news, life. Just try to make some sort of sense out of this crazy rock that is spinning around the Milky Way galaxy. Disc. Hurtling through oblivion. Correction, it's a disc. Everybody knows the Earth's flat. <laughs> That's been established. Well, our galaxy is kind of flat, isn't it? Like, yeah. relatively speaking. Right. Yeah. So, and of course we are, yeah. even though all the other planets, as far as we know, are round. <laughs> we're the one flat one because well, we're special. Well, it seems like I've actually heard that. Like some people actually have argued that yeah. when, when people point to other planets and say, well, that one's round. And they're like, well, yeah, all those other planets are, but not ours. Not, we're, we're the only ones with humans on it, mm-hmm. right? That's, uh, we know of. That we know of. Right. So there you go. I'm flat Earth is real. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a flat earther, but I'm fascinated by them. Yeah. I like talking to them. I would love, I would love to find out that somehow people cooperated. Yeah. And I mean, airplane captains, boat captains, everybody, astronauts. Yeah. The UN. <laughs> the UN. The UN. Snipers in the US military That's who right. actually have to account for the rotation of the earth. Yep. And they had them all in on it. They're all in on it. <laughs> Everybody's in on it. That would that would actually, I think that would be pretty cool. It would be the greatest. If we did find that out, at that point, what can you trust? Yes, right. <laughs> can you trust anything? That's why they're fighting to cover it up, Tiny. Because <laughs> it because would, we'll lose faith in yeah everything, in every yeah institution that man has known, mm-hmm. except. God, of course, who created the world flat. We know this. Okay. <laughs> and and we'll have to cling to him. It may yeah. be the great revelation that we need or the uh, revival we need to bring people back to the Lord because they mm-hmm. won't be able to believe in any man-made institutions. Right. It'll all crumble hmm. and fall off the edge of the earth. <laughs> uh, go over the ice wall and fall off the edge of the earth. Well, how was your week? It was great. Nothing too spectacular went on. Uh, what about yours? It was all right. Nothing yeah. nothing big. <laughs> You've been working nights. We passed each other on the way out. Of, I was going out of the neighborhood to work, and you were coming in from yes, work. Yes, I did. Uh, now, last night was my last night. Okay. So I'm off for the holidays. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm assuming you're off tomorrow. Off tomorrow. But back, back to work on back Friday. Back to work on Friday because right. y'all got to do... Black, well, Black Friday sales. And I mean, whatnot. we're we're always making deals at Spiller Furniture. Biggest not even on shopping Black Friday. day of the year. But come on for down everybody and see else, us. but not Spiller Furniture because it's Spiller Furniture every day. Every day is the biggest. The biggest day. It's Black Friday every day <laughs> at Spiller Furniture. So come on down and get Black Friday deals on Black Friday. You can come on Saturday too. Uh-huh. Honestly, we are having eighteen percent off uh, any single item. So okay. come on in. I know you like a good deal. <laughs> I love a good deal. Sure. Come on down, Tiny. <laughs> I'll be working. Speaking of good deals, my wife got a dog. That's right. For free. <laughs> yes. And what was the name of the dog again? Beckham. All right. Which I'm not. I don't I'm gonna, love it. I'm going to call it Princess or Gracie. <laughs> Gracie. 
<laughs> yeah, being uh being not a huge soccer fan, I think of David Beckham. Well, so he kind of he kind of rubs me the wrong way. But just I think guess I'll of get it, used to it as being named after Victoria Beckham, his wife, the Spice Girl, <laughs> right. Posh Spice. Yeah. yeah, that's who it's named after. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the World Cup is going on. I know you're a huge soccer fan. I knew the World Cup was going on because I think I saw Elon Musk tweeted out. Yeah. Watch World Cup coverage on Twitter. Well, please, y'all. I, I was told <laughs> Twitter would be defunct by now. You he know? did say Everyone that they might not was, make it till, what was it, through the holidays or something? Yeah. I, which I don't know. I saw a lot of people saying it was crashing and burning, but it still works fine on my phone. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't see the difference. Yeah. Other than people can talk about ivermectin and make jokes sure. now. <laughs> oh, speaking of the World Cup, uh, shout out to Sadie because Wales and the USA tied. I think. Oh, yeah, all right. In in our match, so shout out. I watched that part of that match with my water bottle with with my Wales flag sticker on it. She sent us. So nice. Yeah, shout out to. Wales, <laughs> go Wales. Yeah, except go USA more. Mm -hmm. But we tied because for some reason you can tie in soccer. I don't understand. Mm, they don't have overtime. I don't guess so. I think I thought there was a shootout at the end. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean that's really and then they executed the re the referee <laughs> for like not calling the game better. No, no not that type of shootout. <laughs> Is it in Pablo Escobar soccer league? No, like uh, we line up and get free kicks at the goal. You know, like each team gets four kicks. Well, or there's something. penalty shots. Yeah, there but is. They that. don't do that to settle a game. I don't. I don't. I don't know a lot about soccer. Yeah. admittedly, because I'm American and mm -hmm. we don't have to care about it unless it's women's soccer, which proves if Americans, if American males focused on soccer as much, we would dominate in that as much as our women do, because nobody can touch our women. They're awesome. Mm -hmm. Anyways. I thought, like, all right, it's a tie and it ends. And then, all right, regulation's over with. Let's line up and let's kick it until somebody wins. Sudden death overtime, so to speak. Hmm. I don't know why it doesn't work that way. It'd be much more exciting. But I don't know anything about soccer. So, yeah, there you go. Go USA. I don't even know who we're playing next. I don't either. I'm in some insane... NCAA bracket challenge for the World Cup that I have no idea how it works. <laughs> Shane wrote me into it. So, is he a soccer fan? Uh, I don't think he's a soccer fan. His one of his sons plays soccer, mm -hmm. you know, and they do travel soccer, I guess, or whatever, you know. So he knows more about soccer than I know about it. This is uh, this is probably stupid and unfounded, but yeah. I've always just kind of hated soccer. Yeah, because I fear that it's the slippery slope. Like if we, as Americans, start liking soccer, the next thing you know, we'll be like super into communism. Sure, we're right. already flirting that's, with it. That's how they get it introduced <laughs> to your country. Yes. Yeah, so I'm like, I soccer. I can't like every time I see you know that FIFA 2000 whatever yeah. like sold all these copies. I'm like, no. Well. I'll tell you this, though. Uh, the World Cup is going on in Qatar, or Qatar. How do you say it? Qatar? Yeah. Yeah, Qatar. Which, is, is that where is that Turkey? Where is that at? No, that's a Middle Eastern nation. Oh, the, it's the nation called yeah, Qatar. Right. Okay. I thought it was a city. Yeah. And uh, keep in mind, 
<laughs> Alabama public yeah. school education. <laughs> Look, I'm seriously doubting whether it's a country or not now that I went on. <laughs> No, I went on record with that. <laughs> when, they, when they kept saying the World Cup was in Qatar, I just yeah. assumed it was a city. No, I think if I don't only know. there was a way. Maybe it is that a we city. Find out. Maybe it's a city in the UAE. I don't know. Wikipedia, Qatar. Okay, here we go. Uh, officially, the state of Qatar is a country in Western Asia. It occupies the small Qatar Peninsula on the northeastern coast of the Arabian Peninsula in the Middle East. So go, John. Boom. It's a, it's a nation. I'm basically a geography wizard. I don't, <laughs> I don't like to brag about it. It shares its sole land border with Saudi Arabia to the south. Yeah. And the rest of its territory is surrounded by the Persian Gulf, the Gulf of Bahrain, an inlet of the Persian Gulf, separates Qatar from the nearby Bahrain. The capital is Doha, D-O-H-A. That's right. Home to over 80% of the country's inhabitants, and the land area is mostly made up of flat, low-lying desert. So, there you go. Well, they, uh, you'll you'll love this. So, it's the World Cup. Mm -hmm. People coming from all over, just soccer fans like, football fans like a party. Mm Mm-hmm. They're like, no beers being sold. <laughs> they are also not a big fan of rainbow flags. No, I hate them. <laughs> They've been I, taking them up. I got to thinking, <laughs> Tiny, we might want to, as Southern Baptists, we might want to team up with a Muslim. I feel like <laughs> politically we could get a lot accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like. Yeah, you're going to see like some USA fan over there and they're like, no beer in the state of, he's like, yes, praise Jesus, you know, (laughs) no rainbow gay stuff. Oh yes. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Yeah. They're, uh, I saw somebody like, I don't know how their government structured over there, but one of them tweeted like, everybody's making it out like we're the bad guy here, but maybe y'all need to respect our cultures too yeah like the western world isn't the spokesman for humanity Mm -hmm. you know like this is the way we do stuff around here and i was like oh that's a bold stance (laughs) and the way we do things is no queers (laughs) yeah none (laughs) none they are not very forgiving on that no we southern Baptists, they make it out like we're real bad but we're we're way liberal compared to them yeah yeah yeah. Uh, anyways, that's talking World Cup soccer with John and Tiny. Let's talk about what stories we got. I got. All right, we're going to talk about a dude who ran a marathon, staying on sports, uh, Boy Scout trailer that was stolen, and a Florida high school employee who's a little upset. All right, I have a story about a nurse amputating a patient's foot. Mm. I've got a story about Mercedes. Uh, built here in Alabama. That's right. Many of them. Here anyway. in Tuscaloosa County. <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to start off with this one. This story has a little bit of age on it, but it's kind of neat. I wanted to talk about it. Uh, FBI Air Force agents mysteriously raid house of a guy who runs an Area 51 blog. Okay. Nothing weird about that. <laughs> yeah. Earlier this month, agents from both the FBI and the U.S. Air Force raided multiple homes belonging to a man who runs a little-known blog about Area 51. That man, Jörg Arnoux, I think that's how you say it, he said that the swarm of federal agents in riot gear busting into his primary residence, I did hear it was a no-knock Oh, warrant. sure. Yeah, where they, they don't even, they don't even the knock door the door, open. they just kick the door open. Yes. That's never good. Uh, they handcuffed him, then marched him outside to wait in the freezing cold. 
while they rifled through his apartment and took pretty much every piece of electronic equipment that he ever owned. Golly. Well, uh, I heard Trump sent me some documents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing to this UFO thing, clearly. <laughs> no. Why are they trying to <laughs> shut my man down? Yeah. So far, the government has been pretty tight-lipped about the whole thing, but officials did verify that it happened. In a statement provided to the Las Vegas Review-Journal, Lieutenant Colonel... Byron McGarry confirmed the raid. He did not say he did not elaborate on its purpose, only saying that this is an open and ongoing law enforcement investigation between the Las Vegas FBI and Air Force OSI, which I believe that's the Office of Special Information. Yeah, the, the Air Force has its own kind of yeah, like investigation wing. Yeah, and apparently they've. They've done. They've had a lot of in, uh, involvement in like UFO stuff over the years. They're taking. They're silencing him. Yeah. Since 1999, Arnu has run Dreamland Resort, which is a website that covers activities in and around Area 51. For those who don't know, Dreamland is actually the nickname given to the airspace above uh-huh. Area 51. Okay, and it's roughly twice the size of Area 51. Like, like you got Area 51. And then the airspace above it is twice that sure. large. It's referred to as Dreamland. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Dreamland. <laughs> Not that's, the ribs. <laughs> that's a great barbecue place here in town. <laughs> the notoriously secretive government facility located in Groom Lake, Nevada. Along the subject of speculation and curiosity, the highly classified facility is the site of a myriad of UFO sightings, coincidentally or not. It is also the location where the Air Force reportedly tests and develops some of its most sensitive and experimental new project, new projects and aircraft, i.e. the, the stealth bomber, yeah. the U-2 spy plane. Spaceships. <laughs> Maybe. Sure. <laughs> there is. What is it? The Space Force has to fly in something. Well, what is it? The X fifty two. There's the Air Force has a spacecraft yeah. that is up up there orbiting the Earth, and nobody knows what it's doing. That's right. It's just up there. <laughs> Thank the you. space plane. Yeah. Thank you, Air Force, for keeping us safe. Uh, among other things, his site features pictures and writing about Air Force so called black projects, which are opaque classified operations carried out behind a veil of government secrecy. This could help explain why, on November 3rd, agent uh, droves of agents from the FBI and the Air Force OSI stormed two Nevada residences belonging to him, one in Las Vegas and the other one in the small town of Rachel, which I believe is the closest town to, to Area, Area 51. 51. Yes. At the time, he was staying at the residence in Rachel while his girlfriend was staying in Las Vegas. According to Arnu, the raid involved 15 to 20 agents in full riot gear who broke down the doors of both houses and caused further damage in both homes besides the broken front doors. He claims the agents confiscated his laptops, iPhones, backup drives, camera gear, and my drone were seized in a blog post on his website. Uh. Despite all the chaos, the reason behind the raid remains unclear. Despite my repeated request for an explanation, I was only told that the search was related to images posted on my Area 51 website. According to the blog operator, the search warrant that he was served which uh, with was missing pages and the documents did not say what the purpose of the raid was. Mm. Intimidation <laughs> yeah. is what it was. That's what some people think it is. Like, of course. Like we're just, uh, there's not necessarily anything that we're after or we're legally entitled to confiscate. Yeah. We're just going to scare you. We're just scared. Yeah. You better watch out what you're doing yeah. out here. We're, Take down your yeah. website because we don't like it. Man, that just shows you that the government's watching everything you do online. 
Which we know this. Yeah. We've known this ever since Edward Snowden. Yeah. This is going to up the traffic to his website, though, I bet. He's going to be, you know, that's a a ton of street cred. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so deep in the UFO game that they're trying to shut me down. They're trying to shut me down. Yep. Alex Jones played that forever, and then they finally did shut him down. You know? <laughs> yeah. He's real good. Real good. <laughs> I mean, deservedly so. He did it to himself. Uh, so anyway, dude's running a blog. It's been running for forever. Since 99. That's yeah. ancient on internet terms. And then just out of nowhere, these guys, they just kick his door in. Kick his door in, yeah. Somebody started paying attention. Yeah, I guess he's, so. He flew a little too close to the sun, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they got him. That happens sometimes. All right, well, let's talk about the greatest athlete. Who would you say is the greatest athlete of all time? Mm, would it be fair to say Tiger Woods? Mm, okay, I think you can make When it. you're looking at just the the, yeah. the vast gulf of talent that he had above everyone, yeah. he's got to be up there. I would think a lot of people put Bo Jackson there, mm-hmm. a great Alabamian. That played at Auburn, unfortunately, but he's awesome. Bo Jackson was great. But let me tell you about my bud here, who's a Chinese man who ran a three-hour and 28-minute marathon while chain-smoking. Okay, clearly it's that dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's well known that smoking cigarettes hinders running performance, but on November 6th, one runner at the Xinjiang Marathon in China uh, might think differently. A runner who goes by the name Uncle Chin made headlines after he ran a marathon in three oh, hours. Funny. That's my nickname, <laughs> Uncle Chin. <laughs> I'm Uncle Double Chin. <laughs> uh, he ran it in three hours and 28 minutes while chain smoking a pack of cigarettes. Last week, photos of Chin smoking went viral on the popular Chinese social media app Weibo. Then the marathon organizer celebrated his achievements by sharing his finishing certificate. He finished 574th overall out of nearly 1,500 runners. So, so not, not bad. bad. Yeah. Better than half. He did better than half of them, and he was smoking. <laughs> Chain he's smoking. Sucking darts down while he's running. <laughs> Unfortunately, he did die from rapid onset lung cancer three days later. <laughs> uh, this was not the first time the 50-year-old runner was photographed smoking during a marathon. Uh, photos of Chin lighting it up surfaced in 2018 at another one. Chen also happens to be an ultra marathoner who runs distances from 50 kilometers to 12 hours. Wow. I don't know the metric system enough to know how impressive that is. How awesome would it be if this guy had a sponsor and it was Marlboro? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great. Uh, this is the real Marlboro man. Sure. You know, they kicked all the like cigarettes and everything out of NASCAR yeah. a long time ago. And back, they used to be the Winston Cup. Yeah. Know? Are they even allowed to advertise? It I seems like they I haven't seen a tobacco advertisement yeah. no. in years. There used to be the Skull Bandit car, the Marlboro car, all of them. Winston Cup series, everything. I remember when I was a kid, you were cool if you, if your parents smoked. Yeah. And you had like the camel. Let me tell stuff, you. Stuff, Camel Cash. Remember Camel Cash? Yes. Shout out to my dad. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, dad, the day we're recording. I love you. Forgot to call you. Sorry about that. <laughs> Just thought about it. That's you want to call me. him on the podcast? I shouted him out. <laughs> I shouted him out uh, on Facebook this morning. So sorry about that, dad. I'll see you tomorrow at Thanksgiving. I'll tell you happy birthday. 
he at the grocery store, all the cigarette like vendors would give my dad all the like camel t-shirts, Marlboro t-shirts, everything. I had a Marlboro rain suit. Nice. My youth, we had camel mugs we drank out of at the house. My youth, I had camel t-shirts on. I think there's a youth group picture from the beach and I have a camel t-shirt on, mm-hmm. cigarette t-shirt on. Yeah, I, I know I, I was the coolest. I remember in middle school, even if you didn't smoke, if you were wearing like yeah. the... uh the merch from like the cigarette companies, then you were a little bit of a rebel. Absolutely. You were way cooler. They banned it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it took away like half of my wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> that was like wore them all the time. And it was just free stuff my dad gave me. Yeah. And then we figured out we could ride our bikes to the journey's end, which still had a vending machine for cigarettes <laughs> and feed quarters into it. And then, like, we didn't know what we were buying. We were like, like packs of Virginia Slims and stuff, <laughs> riding our bicycles around like we were the coolest dudes in the world, yeah. smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Greatest time of my life. I, I, I was peaking around then as a, as a human. That is crazy how tobacco, despite being terrible for you, yeah. sending many people to an early grave, including my, including my maternal grandfather, it looks so cool. It's the greatest. <laughs> I don't know why that is. It's so cool. Like, there would be no cigarettes if right. it didn't look so daggum cool. You're right. I think that's a big part of it. And people have been smoking tobacco since they figured out they could smoke it. You right. know, I guess the natives yeah. here. And because it's awesome, you know? <laughs> if I could, if Deidre would allow me to smoke, I would smoke. But she doesn't. She hates cigarette smoking. She would leave me over that. Mm-hmm. That's probably the only thing I could do. She could. Leave well, now I'm with her. Like to me personally, cigarette smoke is terrible. Love it. Blow it right in my face. <laughs> but now pipe smoke, pipe smoke, and great. cigars, cigar smokes, great. dude. I could, I could smell like a nice fine cigar sure. all day long. I think you can legally, biblically, get away with smoking a cigar. I had a preacher who used to smoke cigars. Mm-hmm. I think I used to smoke the occasional. Now, since I've gotten married, I haven't had a cigar since. You know, sit out on the back porch and just light one up. You know, it's funny you say that because uh, last year, which I mean, this year was a nightmare. <laughs> it's not a good idea. But last year around the Tennessee game, for whatever reason, I got to really, really craving a cigar. There you go. And I thought about asking you, but then I was like, man, he's a deacon. He'll, <laughs> he'll tell my father in law <laughs> I'll get in trouble. <laughs> You should know I would never rat anybody out. <laughs> I told my brother, I was like, I was like, dude, let's go to the cigar shop. Let's get like a $10 cigar and sit out back by the creek and smoke yeah, it. And he was right. like, no, you're going to teach your kids <laughs> that smoking is cool. And I'm like, well, it is cool. It's 100% cool. <laughs> I don't want them doing it, but it is cool. <laughs> it is cool. <laughs> they need to know an occasional cigar is not going to give them lung cancer. Probably. Probably. Yeah. More than yeah. likely. Yeah, they'll be all right. And yeah. if so, well, you're going to catch cancer some way or another, yeah. right? <laughs> what doesn't give sure. you cancer these days? Everything's giving you cancer. <laughs> Just roll the dice. That's what I'm thinking. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I turned 45. Yeah. I probably got a good serviceable 10, 15 years left of this body before it starts breaking down. <laughs> I was like, I could ride this out until I'm 50, and then I should just go total degenerate. <laughs> Alcoholic, <laughs> cigarette smoking, doing drugs, gambling, just crash and burn and die at the end of my life. Yeah. Maybe something I consider. I don't know. <laughs> just supernova. Just just go burn out. <laughs> yeah. 
ruin my life, set a poor example for yeah. my kids. Many, many, many stars slowly burn out over time. That's right. John's going supernova. He's going supernova <laughs> out. Lose my job, lose my family. Yeah. Die destitute and alone. Yeah. All right. Okay. Anyways, well, congrats to that dude for winning the marathon. <laughs> yes. Uh, next story here is John. There are was it uh, was it Thomas Sowell who said there are no solutions, there are only trade offs. Pro- that sounds like him. Maybe <laughs> yeah. Milton Friedman. Yeah, there with everything. Yeah, there are trade offs. Uh, that certainly comes to electric cars. Yes. One of the uh, the upsides is uh, electric vehicles have lots of torque. Yes. I mean, incredible. They go fast and they have lots and they can do it quick because yeah. they have. They don't have to work through gears. Either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Crazy amounts of torque. The trade-off is Mercedes wants to charge you $1,200 a year to use it. Okay. <laughs> Mercedes plans to charge $1,200 per year for EV, air quotes here, acceleration increase. Okay. Remember when luxury automakers, or one in particular, began charging customers extra to enjoy features their vehicles already had? Well, Mercedes-Benz is joining the club. The company has begun offering an acceleration increase subscription to EV owners for the cool price of $1,200 a year. Huh. The subscription package applies only to the Mercedes EQ, EQE, and EQS all-electric models. The EQE, which will begin, which will be available both as a sedan and an SUV, come in 2023 and will receive a maximum motor output boost of 45 kilowatts for a total of 260 kilowatts. The EQE 350 sedan will go from 0 to 60 in 5.1 seconds, which is up from 6 seconds, while the EQE 350 SUV will take about 5.2 seconds, which is up from 6.2. The EQS, which will also come as a sedan, and an SUV next year will get an output increase of 65 kilowatts for a total of 330 kilowatts. The EQS 450 and EQS 450 SUV will reach 60 miles an hour in 4.5 seconds, Hmm. uh, which is up from 5.3. The acceleration increase package represents Mercedes' step into a controversial practice, charging customers on a subscription basis for features their cars already possess. BMW kicked off the trend earlier this year when it added heated steering wheels. That's right. <laughs> high beam assistant and other features to its South Korea, Germany, New Zealand, South Africa, and UK subscription sales pages. Tesla announced shortly after that it would begin requiring customers to pay for navigation following the first eight years of ownership, which, I mean, we've got phones. Sure. <laughs> when you just- right. Do like I do. Use I get, Google Maps yeah. in your '92 Ford F one fifty pickup. <laughs> sure, you're getting it. You're getting it for the first eight years, anyway. I know. Right. So I say, I mean, in By eight years, there's going to your, be something better anyway. Yeah, he'll yeah. have your Neuralink hooked up. You don't even need it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, outside of automakers' corporate offices, few people appear to actually like this model. Following Tesla's announcement, two New Jersey legislatures in- introduced a bill that would make it illegal for manufacturers to offer subscriptions on pre-installed hardware. We're also not the only news outlet that immediately scorned BMW for charging drivers $18 a month to use their own heated seats. Yeah, uh, that's that's cold-blooded right it there. It really, yeah. That'd make me real mad. Why can you not? I mean, is there nobody, is there no... 
nerdy dude in a basement somewhere with his glasses that can Although, hack into it. And yeah, somebody's probably already figured that <laughs> yes. out. You, you got to get to the right corners of the internet, but yeah. I bet you there's a workaround. Uh, people, it seems, would like to have free access to the technology that they've already spent thousands of dollars on. In Mercedes' case, and likely in others we've mentioned, it doesn't appear as though dealers or mechanics will have to actually get their hands on a car to provide a scription-based add-on. Instead, extra torque is unlocked via over-the-air updates, which magically make it possible for someone's $70,000-plus vehicle to accelerate as fast as it technically already could. Yeah. I wonder um, if you could just like turn it on if you were in a hurry, you know, instead of paying for a whole year's worth. Say you got an appointment in Birmingham, you're leaving late, you just <laughs> right. punch it up, like give it to me now, you yeah. know, like I just got it for this month and then don't renew it the next month. Like, you know, getting ESPN plus during football season. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It seems lame to me, though. Just let the car do what it can do. I mean, I'm a fan and maybe I'm old fashioned, but. Back in the day when you bought something, it was considered yours. Yeah, right. But nowadays, there's more and more products where you buy something, but yet the company that makes that product, they want to act like it's still technically theirs. You're just renting it. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, well, and, and a perfect example is like video games. Like, technic, like back in the day, you went to the KB Toys. <laughs> yes. You spent $50 on Castlevania II Simon's Quest, and it was yours. Forever. You could do whatever you wanted to right. with it. As long as you had a Nintendo, that was also yours. You could play it whenever you wanted. You know, these days, there are games that, you know, you pay for it, but then later on down the line, the manufacturer or the developer, for whatever reason, they decide to delist it. Yeah. And if you you delete it off your machine... It's gone. You can't go... And actually, I think PlayStation, they they sold movies, like on PlayStation services and stuff. But uh, some of those got... Something, something to do with the rights. They went back to the yeah, it was probably the like film a, companies or whatever. And like the next time you update your PlayStation, if you had bought one of those movies, it's gone. Now. It's gone. Even yeah. though you paid for it, now it's gone. See, that's wild. Yeah. That's how they get you <laughs> with all they, this. Yeah, that's how they get you. You everybody got to be careful out there. Mm-hmm. That's why I say just pirate stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you want it, just go steal it. Steal it, Tiny. <laughs> That's right. You're worried about smoking a cigar. <laughs> but stealing stuff's cool. I got you. <laughs> Only one of those is in the commandment list. <laughs> yeah. The and top was, ten. And according to Eddie, it was smoking. <laughs> <laughs> It was the movie Ice Age, if you want to be accurate, okay? Spaceship Earth. <laughs> he hated Harry Potter, too. <laughs> yeah, you he know? did. He did. But I've never really watched Harry Potter mm-hmm. at all, so I don't know what it's about, but I know it ain't about what he thought it was about, you know? Mm-hmm. Just based on people that I trust telling me. <laughs> right. All right. A Florida high school employee complains about Bible verse on coworkers' parking space. And here's a quote. It's attacking me. <laughs> and it's, well, well, John, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but words are violence. Sure. Right. Yeah. Of course. An instructional assistant. Look, it better be out of Leviticus. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I hadn't even read this article. Yeah. It better be like, we need to be. <laughs> if this is John 316, right. yeah. I'm going to be super mad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> An instructional assistant at a Florida high school has reportedly complained about her co-worker's parking space that quotes a verse from the New Testament 
saying it offends her as a Jewish person. Oh, okay. All right. Maria. So if it was out of the Torah, it'd be cool. Yes. Uh, Yeah, you're right. Maria Gentilesco. It says Gentilesco. That's how it's spelled. Read it. It's the first words in that second paragraph. That is an astonishingly ironic name for a Jewish person. It definitely is. (laughs) Your parents must hate you if you're Jewish and they name you Gentile. Yes. We're all chosen but you. (laughs) What happened in your past for them to be like, your surname's Gentilesco? You're like not quite a Gentile. We're God's chosen people, but not you. <laughs> You're just kind of chosen. Uh, You're like the Samaritans. <laughs> anyways, Maria here, uh, like the Samaritan. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Who works at the Wiregrass Ranch High School in Pasco County, Florida, said she had been angered every day she passed by her coworker's parking spot that is painted with. If you could guess, you guess you said John three sixteen. Any other verse? What other verse would you pick? Would, would you think someone would get painted on there? Oh, dumb! I uh, think second most popular quotable verse oh, ever. Dang, you're putting me on the spot here. Uh, you're gonna know it when I tell you. I mean, I'm. Is it from the one of the gospels? No. Okay. It's Philippians four thirteen. Okay. I can do all things through Christ. Yes. All right. So anyways, that's attacking her. <laughs> she says, I feel like it's attacking me as a Jew, she said. I think a Jew said it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. That's a good point. That's a quote from a Jewish guy. <laughs> it, was, it was written by a Jewish person. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, her, I mean, it's not like Kanye said it. <laughs> <laughs> it was It was written down by Paul. That's right. Gentilesco, whose parents told her stories of the Holocaust, said the quote from the an epistle of St. Paul brings back painful memories. It brings me Was that the, a verse that the Nazis were big fans of? <laughs> Maybe that Hitler, like <laughs> when he did an autograph like an athlete, <laughs> wrote it down underneath it. <laughs> yeah. Philippians 413. That's what Jay Barker did when he signed my autograph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he uh who was the one dude? Himmler? Yeah, it's like he, he had that on like his eye black. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was all Hitler's little mustache, like like Tebow's eye black? <laughs> it brings me to the verge of tears because it brings me back to the six million that perished. Six mu- million perished because of our faith, because we're Jews. That's a quote from her. Mm-hmm. Um, she maintained that she would not mind such a biblical display at a church, but believes it is out of place on a state-funded school ground. Uh, you put it on state-funded property, she said. I'm not okay with it. She took her concerns to the principal, who then went to the district, uh, citing freedom of expression. Pasco County Schools decided against ordering the removal of the Bible verse. It's not a violation, said the school system their public information officer, whose name's Stephen Haggerty. This is a personal expression. Haggerty noted that there is no proselytizing going out and that the parking spot is not compelling students to do anything one way or the other. Noting that the parking space had nothing to do with instruction, Haggerty said that it's just a teacher expressing themselves just like they might wear a crucifix on their shirt. Teachers and students are free to express themselves, Haggerty said. So... Hmm. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, lady. 
Destroyed for the Christians. I mean, if we if if we take it off the sign, sure, and it's on a parking space, so it's covered up at some point with a car. I'm just saying, let's just take it off the parking space. She gets a a bumper sticker (laughs) that says the same thing. Is now is it is it okay now? Maybe because it's on her her uh, property. Maybe so. What if she just has a uh, my co-pilot is Jesus. I was trying to think of like maybe an Old Testament verse that she could put. Yeah, that's one thing to, too. to make it better. Like my f- favorite, what is it? Genesis thirty-one, I think, where Joseph says, "You know what? What you intended to, for harm, God, you know, mm-hmm. turned to good." Or I think something like that. I like that one. Or maybe because uh, anytime anything good happens to me, I just look at the universe and I'm like, "What you intended for harm?" You know? <laughs> yeah. Like I've, I've overcome. Yeah. Or maybe like Hosea six ten that says, uh, "In the house of Israel, I have seen a horrible thing. Ephraim's whoredom <laughs> is there. Israel is defiled." All right, you're gonna get us canceled. <laughs> I didn't write that. Those are Hosea's words. <laughs> Those are Hosea's words, not mine. <laughs> There's a bit of turmoil at that point in time <laughs> in Israel's history. Yeah. Yeah. They Israel was Israel was playing the, the harlot. They were they were being naughty. You know, <laughs> yeah. no other way to put it. They were being naughty. And there are there's no single person on earth except Jesus sure. that hasn't been naughty. That's right. We've all been naughty. <laughs> yes. Sometimes it might be smoking a cigar after a football game. <laughs> other times it might be downloading movies illegally from, that you've already paid for, sure. but they got repoed. Streaming sports games <laughs> off of a website. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. We've all been naughty <laughs> and have been exactly what Hosea was saying. Yeah. All right. Well, this is going to be my last story here, and this one is a good one, John. You're going to love this. Okay. Nurse accused of amputating a patient's foot without permission oh. for... Why would why would a nurse do that? She, I don't she was know. just trying to save his life, right? She didn't have time yeah. to get him ready. to sign on That's the thing. It was like an emergency thing. Right, right. No, it was for a taxidermy display. Okay. <laughs> Where do you think this would happen? Something like this would happen, John? Oh, uh, Louisiana? How about Wisconsin? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I, mean, I would have thought somewhere in the southeast, sure. too, but no. I, we got some impressive taxidermists around here. <laughs> yes. You know one of them's had to be like, I can do a foot. <laughs> yeah. You give me a foot, I can do you a foot. It'll look pretty good. I could do a whole person if you could get it cleared up with law enforcement. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, there's some backwood guys like what? You want a door stopper that looks like a foot? Just bring me a foot. Dude, we're getting off off track here. But did you ever see that jackass uh they they did a bit where Johnny Knoxville had an elderly lady go with him to taxidermy shops. No. He was trying to talk one of them into like <laughs> stuffing her when she passed. No. And, and two of them were like, no, like yeah. that's illegal. You can't go to jail for something like that. Right. But he did get one to give him a quote. Well, I was like, I'd probably do it. <laughs> the third place he went, they were like, well, I don't know, but it would cost you at least 20 grand. Sure. <laughs> like, Look at there, about 20 grand. That's going to be a lot of skin work we got to do on that one. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Well, so this lady just cut off, hacked off a foot. Well, yeah, well, here we go. A Wisconsin nurse has been accused of intentionally cutting off a patient's foot without permission because she hoped to display it in her family's taxidermy shop. Mary Kay Brown, 38, allegedly told her co-workers that she wanted to display the amputated foot, which was black from frostbite, oh. next to a sign that said, Wear your boots, kids. Sure. <laughs> Reported by She's the Washington Post. <laughs> She's trying to help people. <laughs> 
Court documents obtained by NBC claim that Brown removed the frostbitten foot from a 62-year-old patient on May 27th. Last week, she was charged with elder abuse and mayhem by local authorities. I would like to have that on your rap sheet, mayhem. That actually would be kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, maybe you could yeah. work out some kind of uh, yeah. insurance commercial. Yeah, you're right, yeah. You get on with uh, whoever that is, Progressive. <laughs> yes. Or is it State Farm? No, it's Mate, not State Farm. I don't Farm. know which one it is. I don't know. It's on every football game, though. Yeah. The victim was admitted to Spring Valley Health and Rehabilitation Center in Spring Valley, Wisconsin in March, reports the Post citing an arrest affidavit. He had suffered a fall at home, and at the same time, his home had lost heat. He arrived at the facility with badly frostbitten feet. Other staff at the nursing home described them as black like a mummy. Mm. Uh, in the criminal complaint, the center's director of nursing said that a few days before the amputation of the foot, uh, it was dead and foul-smelling and was held on by a tendon. Brown allegedly amputated the foot with the help of two other unidentified nurses. A pair of gauze scissors were used to cut the tendon. Uh, the complaint started, and the foot was put into a bag and put placed in the freezer. The man who was in ill health beyond his feet died several days later. Oh. So, sad. Yeah. And an autopsy was performed after the Pierce County Medical Examiner noticed that the man's foot was detached and laying beside him at the funeral home. <laughs> According to the criminal complaint, some of the witnesses reported that the man did not appear to suffer when the foot was removed, and others said that he moaned mm. and gripped one of the nurse's hands very tightly. The affidavit states that Brown had asked for permission to amputate the foot, but the facility administration said no, believing that he was going to die within a few hours. Yeah, so just don't leave it on there. Just he's fixing yeah. to go anyway. Let it go. Don't, don't put him yeah. through any extra pain. Right. Uh, this prompted Brown to go ahead with the amputation because she believed it was the right thing to do. So I guess in her defense, she's like, "I'm trying to, I'm trying to help, trying this to save guy. him. Yeah, I'm bringing him back. <laughs> yeah." Both of the assisting nurses told the sheriff's investigator that Brown then started talking about the foot to her family's taxidermy shop. Oh. Uh, one of the nurses said that Brown wanted to take the foot home and preserve it with epoxy. Oh. She thought it was weird that Brown wanted to bronze the foot, the investigator wrote in the report. The affidavit states that Brown told the investigator that she was responsible for the amputation despite neither the patient nor her bosses asking her to remove it. She also admitted that the procedure was beyond the scope of her duties as a nurse. So, mm. you know, she typically yeah. is just, you know. I was going to say, I don't remember Deidre taking any amputation <laughs> <right>. classes. <laughs> uh, she started, she stated that she was trying to make the quality of life better for him. Uh, the investigator wrote in the report that when she is thinking of herself in this condition, that she would have wanted it off. Oh, sure. But um, she just, uh, she cut it off and she wanted to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> just take it home, stick it in my purse. Yeah. That's wild. What? Oh, man. I just don't know how you bring bring that up to your coworkers to get them to help. Like, hey, guys. <laughs> the doctor said we can't do this, yeah. but I'm y'all come in here and help hold this guy down. I'm just going, it's just one little snip. I feel like if you're like a really, really hot nurse, you can yeah. probably get a couple orders oh, yeah, to do you anything you want them to do. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yes, we had that discussion last week. You, could, you could get one of them to probably take the fall for you. Sure. <laughs> Look, That's I need right. you to say it was your idea. You're, yes, I'll visit you every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough for that guy, but at least he died. Like it would, it would be really crappy to wake up and not have a foot, mm -hmm. and then have to live after that because you're like, eh. 
I get a peg leg or whatever. I would get one of those. I would get one of those razor things. Yeah, like, I was going to like I, the dude that killed his woman. You know, <laughs> the, the blade. Yeah, blade, the blade runner, runner, yeah. That's what I want. I want one of them. I would go bouncing around the neighborhood. I'd be super fast. It'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Tiny. You know, I have only a few loves in life. And one of them are, is the Boy Scouts of America. That's true. Scout, Scouting BSA, as it is known now, because mm-hmm. we're co-ed. Um, a lot of people talked a lot of smack when they announced that. This went pretty good. I just want to let everybody know. went pretty good. But a stolen Boy Scout trailer was found filled with marijuana. Okay. This is from Lebanon, Oregon. A trailer that was used by a Boy Scout troop to transport camping gear uh, was stolen in August, and it has been found with 250 pounds of marijuana inside. On August 14th, the trailer used by a Lebanon-based Boy Scout troop was stolen from a church parking lot. That's where ours is parked at right now. Mm-hmm. We're smart enough to put a tongue lock on it, so <laughs> you can't steal it. We're from the South. we got a lot of meth heads around here. I don't know what's going on in Oregon. Didn't um, we sell our van? Our church van? Yeah. I, I think we... It was in like a... It was in a... Uh, non-disclosed location for a while because well, the, the catalytic converter got cut off. The bus is still in a non-disclosed location. Okay. I think we donated the van to some ministry. Okay. Yeah. Was I, it 1-800-CARS.COM? No, no, it was like Genesis Group or somebody. Okay. You know, one of those that we kind of have help out along mm-hmm. the way. Anyways... The security camera footage showed three people pulling up in a pickup truck and towing away the trailer while it was unattended. Police and community members put the call out to help find the trailer, and the scoutmaster said it was worth uh, about 2500 bucks, and it had $3,000 worth of camping and backpacking gear inside that the troop had reportedly purchased with raised money. Well, hey, now it's got way more valuable sure. cargo in it. So so. I think weed's legal in Oregon, <laughs> yeah. so just let the scouts sell it and recoup their investment. Way more than the yes, investment. Right. Yeah. I don't know what weed goes for this day. It may not be. Now it is legal everywhere. I would imagine that would drive the price down, right? Well, yeah, I would think over time, but has it been long enough? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. It's not legal in Alabama. No. Nerds. <laughs> K. Ivy. <laughs> so they reported in no, November 16th, the police department did that the trailer was found near the community of West Lynn, which is where it was from. Uh, that's a suburb just south of Portland. Police said that upon investigation of the trailer, it was found that the camping and backpacking gear was gone and replaced with 250 pounds of marijuana, estimated to have a sale value of about $800,000. Wow. Now, police always overinflate that. <laughs> they, you got to know that when they're quoting their drug seizures. Do they, or did, or did they find like a like a million and a half? And they were like, no. well, we found 800,000 worth. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably true, too. Yeah. Like, what was yeah. That, that movie Training Day, where they, they so. found all that money? Yes. And they were like, man, we've got $50,000 here. Right. And the one dude is like, no, that's over a million. Like, no, 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 no. It ain't. <laughs> um, police said the drugs and other miscellaneous <laughs> items were seized and the trailer itself was returned to the Boy Scout troop. So there's a picture of the weed or some of the weed packaged up, ready to go. Yeah, that's, that, that trailer is only about half full. Yeah. Something tells me it was full, full sure. when they found it. Right. 
So support your local Boy Scouts. This is clearly a scoutmaster who is selling drugs. <laughs> and somebody was like, hey, Jim, where's my trailer? You know, we need it for the scout trip. Oh, it was stolen. Oh, it must be stolen. And then he was like, well, I guess I got away with it. And they called him. So that happens. I, for one, learned all my bad habits through scouting. And I would like to think that our good friend, Brandon, probably the same way. <laughs> but one thing he did, didn't learn in scouting was how to make Cajun curl Bayou Munda Spice because it's a family recipe. It's been handed down for generation to generation. Check them out on their website, CajunCurl.com, where you can order their spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana. It is a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on it will change your life. Thanksgiving's tomorrow. Probably want to put some on your turkey. This is probably going to come out after Thanksgiving. You're going to regret not putting it on your turkey. But it's not too late. Yeah. Christmas. That's right. Yeah. And you probably got leftovers. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, on the website, that's CajunCurl.com, you can order the Bayou Blended Spice, and you also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South Spinus Meats, Mark's Martin, downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace and the Piggly Wiggly on 69 South and Taylorville. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Girl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl by Umunda Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. Yes, that's right. All right, John. <clears throat> we don't have any voicemails this week. Oh, boy. But we were contacted by Lauren, media relations specialist at PETA. Okay, for real? <laughs> for real. No, you're Awesome. Unless this person is just being funny. <laughs> no, this is for real. <laughs> it's got to be for real. <laughs> Email address uh, laurenk at PETA.org. Okay. So. <laughs> that sounds official. <laughs> yeah. Lauren, what's up? I'm so excited. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, hi, Tiny and John. Thanks so much for your thorough coverage of our campaign against HelloFresh's ties to force monkey labor in Thailand's coconut industry. We're happy to clarify one point for you. Thailand is the outlier in this industry as other countries, including the Dominican Republic, India, Indonesia, and the Philippines, and many major brands, including Coco Lopez, Goya, which those were the oh, that's, that's the company that Trump had all over the Resolute desk. Of course, that's why Trump <laughs> likes them. And Vita Coco don't rely on monkey exploitation at all. Thailand could easily join them. It just needs to start transitioning to monkey-free harvest methods, such as planting shorter trees whose coconuts are easier for humans to reach. Oh, that, that makes sense. Perfect sense. That also uh, makes jobs for people. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. So. I'm down with that idea. Yeah. 
Thanks again for sharing the details of our campaign with your listeners. If there's ever any way that we can be of assistance, please don't hesitate to contact us. Boom. We'd love to hear from you anytime. Kind regards, Lauren, Media Relations Specialist, PETA. I love you, Lauren. So, there you go. That makes us... We're official. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is kind of crazy. Someone from Peter yeah. contacted us. <laughs> How did you figure this out? You- I'm amazed that, I mean, because look, over the years, I haven't been the kindest person you said when, some discussing, stuff. when discussing PETA. Yes. I'm surprised you didn't just let me have it. That's what I figured we were going to get. Because <laughs> yeah. you're, pro, you're pro monkey labor. <laughs> well, that, that. You're going to unionize them. <laughs> You're going to unionize them. I yeah. know it. Yeah. Yeah. You telling me right now today, if you could have a monkey assistant down at the tire plant, <laughs> you wouldn't take one? I would do it right now. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I love monkeys. Well, maybe I wouldn't because I don't want him like replacing me. Sure. It turns out a monkey can do this job. (laughs) Hey, Bob, turns out a monkey can do this job. Yeah. Forget the union. The company is like, man, we'd much rather pay workers in bananas. (laughs) That's right. Than like cash money. Bananas grow on trees. (laughs) Banana like prices skyrocket. Banana takes over big oil. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, and, the, and the company is like, man, we could just have them go pick their own wages at the end right. of the day. It's yeah. just going out there and get you a bundle. I don't like it. I'm with Lauren. Yeah. I agree with Lauren. It's not right. It is yeah. not right to do. Yes. I mean, when it comes to, to monkeys, is it better for them to pick coconuts or like dance next to the little music box? Oh, neither is good. Yeah. That's a horrible thing to do to a monkey. I've always felt that. Yeah. If they're chained up. If the monkeys dance of his own volition, though, sometimes the beat hits you. Yeah, well, you, you look can't at, help. You look at those pictures, and they're usually on a leash. Yeah, I know. I so. don't like that. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't like that. That uh-huh. doesn't seem right. I'm with Lauren. <laughs> but, well, I will say that th- this does make a lot of sense, like her saying that, you know, they can have shorter trees sure. that don't require. Right. Because, I mean, a lot of people die from falls. Yeah. So just some shorter trees, you don't have to. Lauren, send safer. us some pita swag. Send me some pita swag. Tiny wouldn't ever wear it. Just a sticker for my water bottle. That's fine. Reach out. Tiny will tell you how to get in touch with us. Yeah. If you listen to enough episodes, you'll probably hear our address and can come find us. <laughs> That's awesome. That is pretty cool, though. Man, Lauren, I hate you had to listen to that whole episode. <laughs> I bet you they were rolling. <laughs> they were dying at the PETA office if she like, put this on the Bluetooth. She's like, hey, come listen to these idiots. <laughs> these guys are idiots. Yeah. yeah. What if we become huge with the PETA community, though? That would be a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by PETA? <laughs> yeah, Earth Oddity Podcast. Sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Cajun Curl's vegan. Right. Uh, I have. I, I wouldn't. I. I don't think they're made out of. I, I'm not a spokesman for Cajun Curl. <laughs> I think we I think we literally are, though. <laughs> <laughs> We're not paid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just a volunteer to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think it is. Surely, right. He's a patron. Yeah. So. Well. Yeah. <laughs> We're not really compensated in that regard. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. I'm not an official spokesperson. Yeah. It's it, like it, Adidas, we, don't, we don't have a contract. Adidas can't control what Kanye said. You know, so Brandon may have to distance himself from us <laughs> one day. That may happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have to have a meeting, and Brandon's like, guys, I, John, you crossed the line. <laughs> I can't support y'all anymore. That could happen. That could happen. And then we'll be brought to you by PETA. But I would, again, I would just like to say uh, thank you, Lauren, for being sure. nice. and yeah, Great. Being the the bigger woman I that think, I have, because yeah, there's been times in the past I haven't been the nicest to Peta. No. So thank you for yes. not you're reciprocating. A, you're a huge meat eater. You're not a vegetarian like I am. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yes, right. You uh-huh. you're grilling out all the time, even and you like poke steaks in my face and make fun of me <laughs> and call me a rabbit, dude. I will say, last week me and Tara had a date night, which we Ooh. don't we don't get a lot of date nights. There you go. But on this particular night, for whatever reason, both the kids wanted to go stay at Mimi and Pawpaw's, and we went to Texas Roadhouse. Oh, yeah. I've been to Texas Roadhouse, you know, probably a hundred times over the course of my life. Oh, that's a lot. You have been at the Roadhouse. (laughs) Who are you, Patrick Swayze? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I've had every steak I've ever had from Texas Roadhouse has been good. Okay. But the steak I had last week, in some ways, made me sad because I don't know if I will ever have a steak that good again oh, wow. in my life. Huh. Yeah. Wow. I wouldn't know because I'm like Lauren. <laughs> I care about animals, and and I, I wouldn't know. I, I don't know. But I'm glad you got a date night in. <laughs> yeah. Those are huge. I don't know the last time Dieter and I had a date night. I mean, it's been years mm-hmm. of like, hey, let's just go do something, just me and you. The last time I remember we did something, which was years ago, all we did was talk about the kids the whole time. <laughs> like we didn't have <laughs> anything happens. else to talk That's about. Say, yeah, there's. I was like, oh, that's sad. I hear that. Uh, what's it? What do they call it? I- empty nesters? Yeah, you know, couples who whose kids have grown up and moved on. Sometimes, right. uh, sometimes that's a bit of an adjustment. I think it will be. Yeah, for you know, twenty plus years, your life has revolved around your offspring, right. and now you have to. It has to revolve around the two of you again. There you know? was, uh, I guess it was last Thursday night, um, Hudson and Thomas wanted to go to the basketball game. One of Thomas's friends he grew up with is on the basketball team. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hudson, of course, just being the social butterfly, like, I need to get down there with my shirt halfway unbuttoned and talk to the <laughs> ladies. And of then course. Libby, whose friend – over here's dad's a football coach. She was going because her brother's on the team. So Libby was like, I want to go. So they all went to the basketball game together. And Deidre and I were at home alone. And I was like, Oh, this is weird. You know, we don't have any kids here. And we didn't have to take anyone anywhere. We don't have to worry about getting them back home later. You know, mm-hmm. let's do it. You know, like <laughs> nobody's here. Yeah. We watch Wheel of Fortune. So <laughs> Didn't work out like I thought it was going. She's to. a wheel watcher. She's a wheel watcher. You're not gonna get her off a of wheel of fortune at six thirty. It's coming on every time. She loves it. <laughs> yeah. All right. And we have questions this week. Oh, that's right. Speaking but, of Deidre. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Deidre. Right. Uh, we have questions for Deidre. So I'm gonna clip that in right here. Wait, wait, wait. First, I want to start by saying I'm not as witty as John, so y'all guys may be real bored with this segment, but whatever. Okay. we got to hurry this up before the boys walk in in the middle of it. 
Let's see. First question. It looks like somebody's typing a question right now. Uh, as the wife of an internationally celebrated hotshot podcasting sex symbol and former GQ model, how do you like your eggs? Scrambled. Okay. A little salt and pepper, maybe a little jelly. All right. That question was from Shiny Disco Balls. Um, the next question is from Nicole. She's got two questions. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Look, I, I don't control what people ask, okay? Uh, what could John do to get more marital fruits? Fruits of what? <laughs> <laughs> I think she's talking about doing it. Pass. <laughs> you have to answer the questions as the rules. Um, I don't know. John's pretty perfect, honestly. He does a lot of laundry and dishes and all the all the stuff women probably would want their husbands to do. How do you think he's most kind. women reward their husbands for he's, all that? He's kind and how do you think? Okay, now I, this is not for me to ask questions. This is for the people. Okay. This, the next, her follow up is: Do you know he's a sexual camel? <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's a yes or no question. Sure. Okay. All right. Who takes care of Jay Barker and Holly, and are they good pets? They are good pets, except for sometimes when Jay tries to poop in the house. Um, and definitely John takes care of the animals, for sure. Okay. All right. That I was... don't really love dogs. Mm. I do like cats, but I don't really love dogs. But Jay's fine. Okay. Um that was from Phil Zoot Suit. Tiny asked, what does John find more annoying than anything else in the known universe? Um, people chewing with their mouth open. <laughs> That's a good answer. I like that. Smacking. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler B. asked, did you sabotage John's vasectomy to get a third child? Absolutely not. <laughs> Total, total accident. Uh huh. All right. Cash money. Oh, did John actually tell you guys when I called him from the doctor's office what he said to me on the phone when I told him I was pregnant? I don't. Have you ever told him? I don't know if I have or if I didn't. I say a lot of stuff. So I just thought I was sick and went to the doctor and called John when the pregnancy test was positive and I said I'm pregnant and he said do we need to call Mari Povich to make sure we get on because this is not my kid that's right and I, I said shut up I'm not kidding I still have my doubts hang on wait I gotta turn the soup down okay okay because I do a lot of cooking in this house that's right you're you you handle all the cooking duties <laughs> you're a, you're a great cook okay Next. um you're cooking soup right now. All right. Cash Money Oddity Thousandaire, which is Lauren's husband, Stephen. Okay. Great. Ask, will you please prevent John from bringing items around the house to this year's Dirty Santa? Well, apparently we're doing a sock exchange, is from what I understand. So I won't let him bring his dirty socks. Okay. Um, Gander asks, how good of a husband is John that you stayed with him after he lost all of your guys' money? <laughs> okay, so that was an accident. <laughs> that you stayed with me? No, that you lost all the money. Not purposeful. I didn't do it on purpose. That's true. Um, and, and seriously, John and I are best friends. I can't ever leave him. 
Okay. Ooh, we got a bunch of questions from Jane. Uh, her first one is, are you the queen of Belle Mead? Absolutely. <laughs> Do you and Tara hang out? No, not really. We see each other at church and that's about it. Okay. Uh, then she's got a question for Tiny and I. We might handle that next week. And then it says, Deidre, what is your go-to when bringing something to a pitch-in meal? Um, <laughs> rolls and tea. Because <laughs> <laughs> I cook so well. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have any questions for the listeners or anything? No, I don't know. Do you want to tell? Do you want to offer just just a, a few seconds of praise for me? You just talk about how great I am. John is the most wonderful person. He really, really is. He's witty. He's funny. He's helpful. He's loving. He's the greatest dad. He's good at advice. He always knows the right thing, the right thing to say in whatever situation, which is better than me. And he's my best friend. That's right. I love you. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's it for this segment. They may continue this. There is a clamoring for you to come on the podcast. So. Okay. All right. That's it. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, that was hilarious. Say <laughs> what? She's a she's a gem. She's, she's a card. She's the best. Yes, I love her. She was very nervous to mm-hmm. do that for some reason. I don't know why. She's a natural. And uh, I believe uh, here's what I'm thinking. Since we're recording on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we're uh-huh. just going to go ahead and go with normal questions next week. But the week after that, we're saying that way they'll have a whole week. We'll uh, have questions for Tara. Tara, right? So, yeah, I thought we could do. We could just continue this series and take the pressure off of me to have to answer questions all okay. the time. <laughs> we could do questions for my mom. We could do questions for my dad. We could do questions for anybody. That's Maybe. a good idea, yeah. Questions for Hudson, question for Thomas. We could question Thomas's girlfriend. We could maybe do questions for uh, former undercover law enforcement. Now, pastor? Sure, right. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we could just we ask Richard. You're like, what's up with you swimming in the creek, buddy? <laughs> Questions for Richard. I have many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I wanted to say, everybody, thanks for asking the people that were in the Discord. Mm-hmm. If you're not in the Discord, join it, nerd, you know? Yeah. And uh, thanks for asking Deidre questions. She actually kind of enjoyed herself doing it. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. She refused to listen back to the audio, though. <laughs> Well, that's just sad. Yeah. She never listens to this show anyway, so she will never hear it again. All right, John. As this free show draws to a close, we need to thank our patrons. Seriously, guys, y'all are just the best. Cats meow. Right. You know, we would like to thank those by name who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those fine individuals are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Hank Hernandez, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Josh Dodd, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Shiny Disco Balls, wow. The Driver, Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. Uh, seriously, guys, thank you so much. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have uh, three different tiers, but the $5 tier gets you the extended show every single week. And when we started doing the extended show, it was like maybe just, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. But now it's like a whole, it's a whole, it's other a show. whole nother show. Yeah. 
For five bucks. For five bucks. Yeah. It's not bad. I would like to challenge Lauren at PETA to join our Patreon. I would say if you can talk a hundred other people into joining up, Lauren, I will not eat any meat for two years. (laughs) And then by that time, I'll probably just be out of it and I'll stay a vegetarian for the rest of my life. (laughs) Because you'll have done like weaned yourself off. Yeah, I won't need it. I won't need to to eat meat Mm -hmm. in any way. Yeah. So sign up, Lauren. Help make John a vegan. If if y'all care about animals over there, <laughs> what's five bucks a month? <laughs> Seriously, I eat more than that in hamburgers in a month. And right? if you sign up a hundred PETA members to yeah. our Patreon, right? Then at that point we'll have a live stream. Exactly, <laughs> we're gonna go to video, and y'all can watch me transform into a. <laughs> fit, healthy person. <laughs> yes. And you can use all that for marketing. We and, can negotiate any of that. And then I can be like the podcaster before, mm-hmm. and John could be like the podcaster <laughs> after. Right. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I can do it. I love vegetables. You for know? the low, low price of five bucks. Yeah. A times person, 100. Times 100, yeah. Per month. <laughs> Can't drop all. Countless animal lives saved. That's right. <laughs> that's that's a small sacrifice. Yes. Right. Yeah. There you go. There we go. Speaking of extensions, what we got coming up the extension? Oh, we're gonna talk about an angry girlfriend. Okay. We love those. I have a story about Alabama executions, but I also have a story about flooding of uh, US waterways with herpes to okay. kill carp. Wow. So okay. that sounds like something that PETA could get into. Well, I would say we might want to talk about some monkey slave labor in the Patreon, too. <laughs> right. Might have to join up to listen to that one, guys. <laughs> you got anything else? <laughs> no, other than I'm kidding. I mean, I'm not kidding. I could be vegetarian. Mm-hmm. If they would do that, that would be awesome, and I would do. I would honor my commitment. I promise I would do it. Scout's honor. I am an Eagle Scout. Don't want to yeah. brag. Don't want to dab on everybody at PETA. I would do that. I would so, do it too. Yeah. And I also hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. whether it's a vegetarian Thanksgiving or a traditional Thanksgiving. I hope they were all great. I hope you took time to think about all the blessings that you've had this year and uh, what they've meant to you. And I hope you can be a blessing to other people. That's really what we're here for. So there we awesome. go. Awesome. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. My favorite holiday. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us no matter where you get us, whether it's from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, or on them all. If you would like to write into the show, like Lauren from PETA did, sure. that is earthoddity at planetmail.net. Yes. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. We have some show art. You can check that out, underscore earthoddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server, link in the show notes. But we also have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? Yeah, call us, Lauren. Yeah. Like, let's let's hook it up. I would maybe like to talk to him for real. And it's super cool that uh, sometimes you get naked while talking about animal rights. Was it, Animals been, are naked. Sure. If it weren't for Adam and Eve, we would be too. They're messing up for all of us. More Eve than Adam, but <laughs> I digress. I don't believe that. <laughs> Our phone number is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. 
Thanks for listening. Welcome to our friends at PETA who have <laughs> recently joined up. Thank you. We appreciate your support. I'm going to enjoy my vegetarian journey. <laughs> yes. Fried okra counts, right? I would say, I would say so, yeah. I could live two years off of fried okra. As alone. long as you don't cook it in animal fats or oils. I don't know about all that now. <laughs> That's off the table, too.